Grab a seat. One of the, one of the, one of the things that's fun about a, a relationship with God is it's, it's two ways. And I was just down there this, this morning as we were worshipping and, and I just felt the Lord say, don't you love the choir? And I'm looking, man, I didn't know we had a choir. And then I realised what he meant. It's this lot. They're, the, they're, like, they're like the choir. And you know, Tuesday night at Revival Prayer is choir practice. I had no idea. And then, then they come get to do it. And it was just like, the, 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 so often the singing and the, the dancing just leads us all into the presence of God. That was the reason churches had choirs. You are now the new choir, anyone who was down the front. So thank you. Right, what are we? Oh, Sermon on the Mount. Here we go. We're in a really sweet season at the moment. I, I, don't, I don't know the exact number, but we think that last, last week, I, before last Sunday, that just in that week, 30 people gave their lives to Jesus. How cool is that? I mean, it just keeps, it just keeps happening and happening. And so when we, when we come to Jesus, and we've got so many people here who have started their walk with Jesus in the last year, um, what Jesus does is he, he doesn't just keep saying, stop sinning, stop sinning, stop sinning. What he does is actually he, he gives us um, a, a way of, an, of living. So the Sermon on the Mount that we're going through is, is Jesus' baseline. It's, it's how do I live as a Christian? How do I live as somebody who belongs to Jesus now and, and has the Holy Spirit in their life? What, who is He empowering me to be? So we, we've looked at salt and light. We are His people to, that display His goodness to the world. Why? Because He is in us. We, we said um, he fulfills the law and not a, I, you know, I learned a new word, not a jot or a tittle will be removed from the law. So we don't mess with the book. This is his word. Uh, um, a few weeks ago, murder begins in the heart. You know, when we get, we, as we come to Jesus, we have to learn to control our, our anger and it starts in our, in our heart. So, and, and, and the way we do that is by our words. Our words now bless people. We don't curse people anymore. And then last week we were talking about not lusting, but actually looking in the right way at the right people. And then what I want to talk a little bit about this week is marriage. And it's, it is sacred and it is God's blessing for all of us. Okay, so get your Bibles. Matthew 5. How are you doing? Have you got your Bible? Why don't you stand? We're going to read as we... This is God's Word. The reason we stand for God's Word is it's... The... My words are down here. I say this every week. His Word is right up here. And we, we honour His, His Word. So here we go. So this is Matthew 5, and we're going to do thir... verse 31. Furthermore, it has been said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that whoever divorces his wife for any reason except sexual immorality causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a woman who is divorced commits adultery. We're probably not going to get any further, but let's just keep going. Again, you have heard it that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform your oaths to the Lord. 
But I say to you, do not swear at all, neither by heaven, for it's God's throne, nor by earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king, nor shall you swear by your head, because you cannot make one hair white or black. But let your yes be yes, and your no, no, for whatever is more than these is from the evil one. Amen. Grab a seat. Let me ask you a question. How many of you are, come from homes where parents have separated or you have been divorced yourselves? How many? Yeah, yeah a, reason, a reasonable number. Okay. What I want, I want you to hear the word of the Lord this morning. Okay, this is, this, and, and you, know, you know me, I'm pretty relaxed, but this is what Jesus says to you. Mercy, mercy, mercy. I love you and I am absolutely for you. So if you have lived under divorce, you've been part of divorce, the Lord is for you, He loves you. Jesus is not in the business of beating up the broken. He's setting a new normal for His kingdom. Jesus always champions the wronged, the broken, the hurt, and the discarded. In fact, Isaiah says, a bruised reed he will not break and a smouldering wick he will not snuff out. You see, the words of Jesus are are there to instruct us so that we can move forward in our new life with him. Now, let's set the context of what Jesus is speaking. The Pharisees were preoccupied with the grounds for divorce. Jesus is preoccupied with the sanctity of marriage. Do you see the difference? That the Pharisees are going, what are the rules to get divorced? Jesus isn't even there. It's the wrong question. Jesus is talking about the, the eternal plan of God of marriage and His plan for each one of us. And you might go, but you don't understand, Steve. God wants me to be happy. No, He doesn't. God is not interested in your happiness. That might be a shock for some of you. He is interested in presenting you pure and spotless. Now, you will get joy on the way, but His prime concern is not that we're happy or think we're happy. His prime concern is that we thrive in life. And that's why Jesus is speaking this way in the Sermon on the Mount. Now, how many of you here are married or you would like to marry someday? There you go. There's, there's more. Good. We're going to make a declaration. We've just done one about the, the resource, all right? And I, I'm, going to read it, I'm going to read it to you first so that I'm not pulling anything over on you because there's nothing worse than getting halfway through a declaration and going, I don't know if I believe that. So what we're going to say is my marriage is blessed because I have the Holy Spirit living within me and I will never get divorced. Okay, all right, we say that? All right, that's, that's better than normal actually. There's at least 20 of you. Okay, here, here we go. So repeat after, repeat after me. My marriage is blessed. My marriage is blessed. Because I have the Holy Spirit living in me. And I will never get divorced. Amen. There you go. Marriage is between a man and woman. 
It is a sacred binding. God brings two imperfect people together and makes them one. Together, you now start the adventure of following Jesus. So in Matthew 19, Jesus is answering some of the questions of the Pharisees. This is what he says. Have you not read that he who made them from the beginning made them male and female? And he said, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother, be joined to his wife. The two shall become one flesh. So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let not man separate. Marriage is God's plan. Now, not everyone gets married. There are many reasons why you might not get married. When you are the child of divorced parents and, you, or you've, and you've lived under an unhappy marriage, you, it might be easy for you to go, well, I, I just want to dismiss it. I don't, I don't want anything to do with marriage. But what I'm saying this morning is, and what Jesus sets at the baseline is, it's God's plan. That was the plan of God. Now, some of you have written off marriage and what you've said is, well, if it was going to happen, it would have happened by now. Okay, and by, by that, what I mean is that in your mind, you're older than when people normally get married. And in the last few months, I've had, I've had the privilege and, um, to talk and pray for some people, some older people, and um, I'm praying for their marriage, and they, they're giggling and they, they'll, they'll stop me praying. It's happened twice. And they say, you know we've only been married two years, right? And they're in their 70s. Because they can see the way I'm praying. And I'm going, no, you're still on your honeymoon. <laughs> so I can't promise. But what I'm saying is marriage isn't just for the young. Okay? And don't stop looking. That's what we were talking about last week, right? Look at, look at the, for the, the right people. And if Sarah can have a baby in her old age, you can get married at any age. Are we in shock? <laughs> when we marry, we make an oath to each other. It is a binding covenant between a man and a woman before the Lord. God's plan is that a man will, and woman will leave their families to be joined to each other. All the blessings of these families and all the brokenness of these families coming together. You get it all. Now that means if you're thinking of getting married, you know, you've seen someone you like and you, you know, there's a bit of desire. We talked about that last week. But there are some niggles what I want to tell you as a married person, any niggles you have that, you know, things that irritate you a little bit about them before marriage, times it by 10 when you're married. They get worse. And you think, oh no, marriage will sort it out. No, it won't. So go in with your eyes open. But to marry, we make vows. And the context here is that, that really, if you can't keep your marriage vows, the most important vow you're ever going to make, how can you keep any other vow? That's, I mean, that's really the context of what Jesus is speaking. Now, we're going to talk about marriage and, and, and staying married this morning, and next time I'll talk about vows and how they work. So, 
when Julia and I got married, we, we made some vows, and I was just thinking about them. The first thing we said, for better, for worse. Anyone married? Anyone said that? Do you remember that one? Remember that one? I just didn't know worse would happen so quickly. <laughs> I mean, you have to understand, we came, we came from two very different worlds. So, so in my family, we spoke about nothing and bottled it up. In her family, they spoke about everything really loudly. Okay, so we would have an argument and I would, I would run and hide in my shed. I was such a man. Um, and I'm hiding in the shed. She's standing at the back, guard, back door yelling at me. And I'm going, I'm like dying in the shed. What's happened here? What's going on? You know, we don't talk about these things. We just, we know I'm perfect. You know, and she's yelling at me. The neighbours know, everybody knows. And so, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> the truth is I, I really did go into marriage believing I was perfect. And Juliet found out that I wasn't as perfect as I thought I was. <laughs> but I had to learn to stop hiding. I really did. I had to learn to stop hiding down the shed. Locking myself in. The Bible says iron sharpens iron. But you know, when iron is sharpened iron, there's a lot of sparks. And if you have combustible materials around you, you're going to have a fire. All right? And now this is why God has brought you together. This was his plan. Two pieces of iron becoming sharper, not a bit of iron and a bit of wood getting battered. You see, what we needed in our marriage as we came together was the Holy Spirit to pour water on the sparks and fire on our passion. That's what we needed from the Holy Spirit, pulling us together in His presence. And the truth is, as I look back over our marriage, what has kept us together? The adventure of Jesus. That, that three-corded strand, Steve, Juliet, the, the, the Holy Spirit in our lives and running after his adventure. Then babies came along. Anyone had a baby? I'm talking to the guys as well because you're still in shock. I, I really appreciate my sleep. I love my sleep. Some of you think that pulling an all-nighter because you have not got your work done in time for an exam makes you tired. You haven't experienced tiredness until babies come along. As Tim said this morning, you can't switch them off. You know, they're a joy. We love them. Yet they demand everything. And I mean, I, we'd have a round in the middle of the night and I was so tired, I didn't even remember. In the morning, I wasn't a modern man in any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> we won't go into that. And we came to a decision. And again, this, is, uh, this was just our decision. And it, we weren't trying to fill some stereotype, but that Juliet would stay at home and raise the children and that I would work. That's the decision we came to. And, and we were broke, but together, we would be on God's adventure. That's, that's how we, um, we did it. Now, some of you might be asking, where is the better bit? You, know, you said the better for worse. Steve, you, you know, what's the better bit? Well, 
before you are married, we are all very selfish. Marriage teaches us how to be selfless like Jesus. It's one of the plans of God, preferring our spouse and our children all while we follow Jesus. The better is we're not alone because the plan of marriage was it's, it, it's, it's not good for man or woman to be alone. So we get to do all of this together with Jesus. But if we are to be together, we must both change. Then they made me say, for richer, for poorer. Most marriages start off poorer. You know that, right? And hopefully get richer. We had nothing when we got married. We were married in a little hall. Um, People in the church helped prepare the food for our, our reception. Our honeymoon was on the back of a church conference. And, and I, I know, I know. <laughs> We've been married nearly 30 years now. I'm still being reminded every wedding anniversary. <laughs> we lived in a little flat with drunks below us and drugs across the road. And what I would say to all of you, none of that mattered. Don't wait to get married until you have everything. Get married with what you have. Seek first the kingdom. That's the adventure. And become richer together because everything else will be added unto you while you're on the adventure. This is how we, we learn to walk with Jesus. We get to do it together. You know, I, our first house, getting to do it all up. The story of raising our kids on a building site. You know, we, we just had to, to trust the Lord for, for all His provision. We would always feel like we, we didn't have enough and we had to pray in. That's normal married life when you're, you're starting off in life and you're, 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 trying to, you're trying to make your way. And we, we have always tithed our income. And, and as we tithed our income to the Lord, even when we didn't have much, we have walked in the blessing of God always. And you, sometimes we feel broke, but in Him we are always rich because of what He has deposited in us. You know, Juliet has always heard from the Lord first and, and, and you know, she's just really good at hearing from the Lord and pushing me forward. You know, through our adventures, we've, we've often cried together. We've certainly included all our children in, in the ups and the downs of life. Sometimes I've worried over the finances, but we've always agreed each decision and moved forward together. And every year, even on the the down years, the blessing of the Lord has been upon our life. And then, then we sit in sickness and health. Well, thankfully, we've been mostly healthy, but we've had times of sickness. You know, we've had a season of losing some babies. We've had broken bones, both of us. Sometimes stress and depression. Yes, even Christians. We've, done, we've been on marriage courses. We've been to counselling and supported each other. Do you know, in sickness, we take each other to the doctor. What do I mean? 
sometimes when we're not well or we're not doing as well as we could be, we don't always realize ourselves. The wonderful thing about being in a marriage is that the other person can see that and have the courage to say, we need to go to the doctor. I mean, it happens to me all the time. You know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm man flu, you know, and I'm you know, fever and shaking and, you know, blood disorders and all the, I mean, I'm in agony. And Juliet just says, you need, I'm, you need to go to the doctor. And I, I don't go to the doctor, I'm a man. Men don't go to the doctor. And she says, I'm just phoning them now. Now, thankfully she can't get through, but I mean, um, <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't say that. Um, but but she, when she sees I'm sick, she takes me to the doctor. When I see she's sick, when we're not doing well, we put ourselves in a place of health. And sometimes when you're sick, you don't want to go to that place of health, so you need to be taken to that place of health. That's the beauty of marriage. That's what Ecclesiastes 4.10 is talking about. If you fall down and you're on your own, you've got no one to help you pick you up. But if you fall down and you're, you, you have that, that person, they, they pick you up. And then we said to love, cherish, worship and, uh, and obey, or worship, stroke, obey. And this comes from Ephesians 5. And, and look, again, I know it's not cool for wives to obey their husbands today, but I, I just want to ask you why. I mean, why it wouldn't be? Because... The husband has to love his wife as Jesus loves the church. And if my Bible reads right, that killed him. He died. He died because of his love for the church. And therefore, to, to obey someone who's died for you and given their life for you is really easy. But God has, has placed a, a, an, an order. You know, we agreed right at the beginning of our marriage, that I would make all the important decisions and Juliet would make all the small ones. It's just we, we haven't had any important decisions yet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm playing with you, all right? But seriously, there have been times that after discussion and prayer, sometimes I've said, no, I don't think we should do this. I love Jesus, I hear from God, I'm well aware that she hears from God better than I do. But if I'm wrong, the Holy Spirit will show me. And this has happened. But sometimes I've said no in order to be a protection for Juliet. Because as, as a husband, I do protect my wife. Sometimes we get all worked up about things. And we need the Holy Spirit and each other to pour water to calm us down, not fire, because that's for the passion, remember? So you need to pour the water on. And, and you know, when I have said no, and when I have been wrong, and that God has proved that I'm wrong, there's a common little discussion we have. Like, and who was right? <laughs> you were. That's how it was. But those moments are, are rare. Are rare. But God has placed an order into marriage. And then till death us do part. And I've told my children that if I die under suspicious circumstances, they were. All right, she was after the insurance money. 
But the truth is, the only thing that should really dissolve marriage is death. And that is where the victory is. Everything else is tragedy. And we've, we've actually, just in the last um, few months, um, had a, a number of funerals um, where death has dissolved a marriage. The last one, they'd been married for 58 years. That's victory. Yes, sorrow. Yes, a great um, hole and gap left. But what a wonderful testimony to the plan of God. Jesus makes a declaration over our marriages. Okay, we read it. That which God has joined together, let not man separate. He's not saying it's a good idea. He's not saying, don't do it. The, the word who spoke the world into creation and said, let there be light, and there was, who has made his home in your life, if you've welcomed him in, you'll get a chance to do that in a minute, says that which God has joined together, let not man separate, full stop. That is the Word of God. That is what He's speaking over our lives. And that is what He wants us to live. And then, you know, we, oh, we're running out of, I, we, we gave each other's rings. I, I gave Juliet a ring, still got it on a finger. I've lost mine. I know, after six weeks, I know, I know, I know. Still comes up in conversation occasionally. Okay, I was, I was an engineer, right? We used to have to put cream on our hands, you know, not hand cream, barrier cream to protect our hands. And it was just like, so I'd always be taking my ring off because they'd just fall off because of the cream and I didn't put it back on. I know, I did offer to buy a new one, but it wouldn't be the same. <laughs> That's what, all right, big trouble. <laughs> and I said, with my body, I honoured you. I honour you. God has reserved sexual intercourse for marriage, full stop. Two people would become one. All that I am, I give to you. That includes your dreams, callings, careers, and hopes. You lay them all down and you pick them up together they are now reinterpreted through marriage. All the prophetic words you've had, all the hopes, all your dreams, you lay them down when you get married and then you pick them up to, again together and you reinterpret what God has said to you together, how that works out. And then all that I have, I share with you. That includes your finances and your inheritances. You have given it all to each other. That means if you divorce, it is not yours to demand because you gave it away. You don't get it back. Let me tell you a couple of stories and then we'll finish. This is my favourite wedding one because it was fun in Southend when we were leading the church there. We were doing a new believers class and there was two, a couple um, who'd been married, they'd had all sorts of marriage problems, they've now met Jesus. And they said, oh, would you bless our, our marriage? Would you do it on a Sunday morning? I said, oh, I'd love to. Of course, yeah, 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 anytime. And I said, just give the office a call. 
and um, we will um, we'll get it sorted out. Another couple have been in the church really from the beginning we, we, when we planted the, that church. And um, sadly, their marriage had um, disintegrated. I mean, when I say disintegrated, I mean disintegrated. He'd gone off with a girl that was the same age as his daughter. Um, she'd gone off with someone. They hated each other. Uh, I mean, it was just horrible. And we, did, we didn't see them. Anyway, he gives his life back to Jesus. And um, came up to me and said, uh, we were just in church at the end of the service, he said, can my marriage be turn, turned around? Do you believe my marriage can be turned around? And I said, I believe God can do anything. Okay, but I can't make you a promise. All I can say you can do is serve Jesus. I said, what I want you to do is for the next year, I want you to put chairs out on a Sunday morning. And that's what he did. Every Sunday morning, he put chairs out at church. Anyway, back to the original couple. Um, they did phone the office and ask us to bless their marriage at two o'clock in the morning on the Saturday night before a Sunday. No one answered the phone because no one was there. So 10.30, which is when church started, they, I, I look up, we're about to start church, there's a woman in a wedding dress. She's like in all the gear, he's all dressed up, they've got family, they've got friends, they've brought everyone to church. And I'm looking, oh no. What are we gonna do? And I'm, I'm like, you know, vows, vows. That, where are they? You know, I, at that moment, I can't even remember the wedding vows I did. I'm thinking, my goodness. So, we, so I sent somebody to find me some wedding vows, any wedding. It wasn't in the time when you had the internet. You couldn't Google it. We had to find real book, you know, the, the book of prayer, where we, we, we'd find the vows. Anyway, somebody got the vows. The band are already up. Church is already starting and they're, they're looking and you can see them whispering to each other. There's a woman in a wedding dress. <laughs> yeah, they knew it was gonna be a different morning. Anyway, with the worship, and during the worship, the Spirit of God comes. And he, just His presence, just like this morning. And, he, he's, and um, he said to me, he said, read out Malachi uh, 2, where it says the Lord hates diver divorce. And one of the, uh, and you know, when the kingdom comes, it, it, Malachi's talking about marriages and families being restored. So I read that out and said, we're gonna do these vows um, and if you want to renew your vows, you can come as well and join them. What I didn't know was this guy who'd been putting the chairs out every week, who'd had no contact with his wife, he's just up worshiping in the presence of God. She comes in and stands next to him. So he's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like me in the shed. Just stay in the presence, stay in the presence, stay in the presence. <laughs> All right. So he's, 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 he's in the presence. <sighs> and, and then I say, so when I invite people to renew their vows, he's like, oh no, she's going to think I've manufactured this. Oh, hold it. She's not even talking to me. I couldn't have. And she takes his hand and she says, let's go forward. Wow. All right. So we... This is what God does. So we do the marriage vows. There's people around them. We're taking them through their, through their vows. You know, the band are going, what is going on? <laughs> you know, um, and though that couple, I checked with Juliet, they're still together. They led some of our marriage stuff and, and they're, they're walking with Jesus. That's what God, 
why am I telling you this? There is nothing that Jesus can't redeem. Nothing. And you might be sitting here going, Steve, you don't understand. And look, I don't know your pain. All I'm saying is we have a God that can redeem any situation. All right? And, and, and I'm t- I tell you that story. Then August, I, I think it was August, 9.30, oh, we're well over. We'll finish with this, then we'll pray. August, um, just a few weeks ago. Um, service finished. Oh, there's a, there's a couple. I, I thought, oh, I don't know that couple. I'm going to go and say hi to them. And I, I went to introduce myself. Hi, I'm Steve. Who are you? And as they turned around. I thought, I said, I know you. And he was a guy that had been coming along to church for a while. And, we'd, and he'd asked me to pray for him because um, their marriage had split up. And they, he couldn't, um, you know, he said, I, you know, I'm in a mess. All my marriage has fallen to bits. And, and I said, who's this? He said, this is my wife. And I wasn't sure. I thought maybe he's picked up a new one. You know, so I, I was cautious because, I mean, who knows? Um, I'm, and so I was cautious. He said, and then she piped up. She said, I came to presence and promise. And God has just done since then, he's just done such a work in our lives. We're giving it another go. Yes. Now, I, I, I'm telling you this because this is the hope of the gospel. The miracle of what Jesus can do. He can change our hearts. And one of the, you know, you might ask, well, is all this that's going on in church, is it real or is it a lot of froth? Well, <clears throat> Malachi talks about the coming of the kingdom. And, 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 and I want you to know when marriages are starting to be restored and when uh, bodies are being healed and when people are, are, are bowing to the, to the Lord and giving their lives to him, that's real. That's what's meant to happen in church. It is the fruit of God being in the church. Does he restore every marriage? No. Can he restore any marriage? Yes. And I know it takes two to tango. But I, I, I'm saying this because one, you're going to see this and we're going to see testimonies of this in coming weeks of what God is going to do here. Some of you who've written off getting married uh, are going to suddenly say, I'm getting married. Anybody? I often don't do the weddings now. Rachel and Tim do them. But um, if you're over 70 and getting married, I'll do it. All right, we'll throw a party together. <laughs> but what you're, going to, what you're going to see is the healing of the community. That when the Spirit of God comes, He releases healthy relationships. Whether married, whether in our community, whether in our families. And that is one of the fruits of His presence amongst us. Because it is a testimony to the world. I'm done. Why don't you stand up?